0: Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the day in the life of a cloud solution architect with special guest Kiran Agrahara. Welcome, Kieran, to the show. Kieran is a cloud solution architect at Intel. Amazing we have some. He's going to go over what he does every day.
1: Right, Kieran? Yep. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for having me on the on your podcast.
0: Hey, the the cloud solution architect at Intel team was formed almost what two years ago now?
1: Yeah, two, two years ago. Yep. I mean, probably less than two years, I guess. Yep.
0: Yeah, I guess a year and a half is all, right? Because it happened post-COVID. Exactly. Yeah, pretty interesting. And now we have a a very large um, cloud solution architecture team. And they're not focused on inside Intel. They're focused on Intel's customers. So tell me a little bit about what you guys do.
1: Well, um, let me go back to the the team itself, right? When we started... uh, probably uh, two years, less than two years ago, the team was uh, like three people, right? And now two years fast forward, the team is, uh, we have about 21 folks on the team, right? So so that should tell um, the importance of CSAs, Cloud Solutions Architect, and what we do because we are adding more and more people on the team, right? Um, As you mentioned, we are focused more um, on the outside, right, uh, mostly on cloud. Intel's relevance in the cloud, whether it's GCP, Google, or AWS, or or Azure, right? So that, that's what we do.
0: So you're helping you're you're helping both Azure, AWS, Google, Oracle, whoever. You're helping them provide solutions, but you're also talking to end users, right? People that are using the cloud. And helping them out too, correct?
1: Right. End users of cloud, right? Folks who who shift their platforms from on-prem to any of those cloud providers. Right.
0: Okay, this Intel's sounds a little promotion. counterintuitive, but why in the world would Intel be doing that? I mean, don't we want our end users to just buy chips from us? I mean, come on.
1: Well, Darren, I don't know um, if you're following where, where the industry is shifting in the last decade. What? Um, the industry
0: is moving to cloud? <laughs> he,
1: he, I, I, exactly right. I mean, um, so so this is exactly what some of the customers also like. Why should I talk to Intel, right? I made my decision to, um, to start my, you uh, know, uh, uh, to migrate my workloads to cloud for obvious reasons. Um, it's the scalability, flexibility, and, and there's a lot, depending on the customer, they have their own reasons, right? And now if you look at the shift in, in spending, um, the on-prem infrastructure spend is going down while there is an uptick in the cloud spending, right? Um, whether it's, you you name it, right? Pick the top three CSPs, Google, Amazon, AWS, or Azure. And now why do they want to talk to Intel? now? A lot of people don't know it's cloud is not something that you put the data somewhere in a cloud and forget about it. You still need an infrastructure to run on it. It is just that it's not going to be in your data center. And guess what? Um, Majority of them are still Intel powered. Like, I mean, we are everywhere. Uh, All the instances which run in majority of the cloud providers are powered by Intel. So um, Intel is very much relevant and yes, you need to talk to us.
0: Well, they need to to talk to us because certain workloads run better on certain classes of machines than others, right?
1: Correct. So let me give and let me explain that with an example. Right now, um, let us say um, there is a classic um, customer, um, healthcare customer who want to migrate off from on-prem to cloud. And now um, they're all running on-premises, HP servers. It can be anybody, right? Intel CPUs, a bunch of storage arrays. And now, how do they figure out what are the optimized um, instances which they can run their applications or or migrate to the cloud? And now that is where Intel CSS comes to play, right? Now, Intel CSS knows there are certain Intel underlying CPU features, which will be kind of uh, enabled when they go on public cloud. And that is the reason why uh, the Intel CSS are are very much relevant in, in the cloud space, right? I mean, if you look at the CSA talent, it's not only only Intel awareness, and we also bring to the table how best can an end user use Intel-based instances on any of those cloud providers.
0: So you guys can really help with both migration and also optimization and understanding kind of the whole cloud architecture that's there. Because you are right. it's someone else's infrastructure, but it still needs to be architected. It's not like I just throw it there and everything works great, right?
1: Right. I mean, you're right. I mean, the short answer is yes, and and they can be anywhere in the cloud journey, right? Uh, they can be a Greenfield, people who might be thinking about going to cloud or somebody who's already in the cloud or spending a whole lot of money and they figure they don't know how to optimize it or there are people who might have optimized end users who may optimize their cloud infrastructure spend, but they really don't know if the applications which are running on the instances are optimized, right? So we pretty much um, engage customers' prospects in in every uh, stage of their cloud journey, right? It's kind of a life cycle of their cloud journey.
0: Great, all right. So tell me what your typical day is like.
1: Well, typical day would be... Um, Typical day, um, so we are cloud solutions architect, right? So uh, our typical day starts off with the typical back office stuff, right? You got to the emails and whatever it is, um, emails, uh, internal meetings, team meetings, staff meetings, and then also a significant amount of the time is spent in talking to end user customers. And now when I say end user customers, uh, they can be inter customers or using Intel CPUs on-prem today and now they're looking at going to the cloud or they're already in cloud, right? So that is one aspect of our customer meetings slash prospect meetings on a daily basis. And then we have partners and now we have partners uh, or even system integrators uh, who are interested on uh, how to kind of, you know, uh, translate Intel's uh, Intel goodness or Intel stickiness, like some of the features, uh, like, you know, AVX fight wall, or it can be DL boost, it can be uh, a total memory encryption, like these are some of the things that um, uh, th- that needs to be translated, right? So we also spend time talking to um, partners and customers about um, these features as well. And then, um, and then we also, the cloud solutions architect, uh, they're not only in the pre-sales role, uh, we also design POCs. Uh, we also, um, you know, write use cases and you know, uh, work with our benchmarking team to run benchmark based on customers' um, workloads. And um, and also we spend uh, time uh, authoring or co-authoring playbooks, right? And now, um, if you look at uh, VMware, right? Well, that's a fantastic use case. It's it's everywhere in the cloud. And we also author playbooks so that we could train our internal account managers. We can train also our partner salespeople, right? So that that's like a typical day for us. Um, and other than that, there's also self-learning of the, you know, we need to also be on the top of the technology. Um, every day in and out, the cloud service providers are um, making like announcement of new services and... Uh, we need to make sure that you know um, that, that, that we need to make sure that whenever they announce a new service, we need to figure out what why is Intel relevant in that new service, right? And how is that going uh, to help I, the customer?
0: You know, there's a lot. There's a lot there that you guys provide them because you you have to understand all the new services in the cloud service providers, the new technology supporting those services underneath the covers. And yeah. you also have to under, understand the user's workloads and, and use models as well. Do you guys spend a lot of time educating end users on how to do this stuff themselves? Are you teaching them or do, they, or do you just come in and just take over? What, what approach do you think works best?
1: We 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 don't literally um, go with a um, how do I say with notion or an attitude of taking over, right? Uh, we tend to be an extended. We we work first of all. We work on a on a um, how do I say we earn. We work hard to become their trusted advisor, right? And now when you say trusted advisor, we become. We would like to become their extension of their team, right? When they when they say extension of their team, uh, whether it's a partner community or an end user customer. So we want to be one of them, which means it's a collaborative effort, right? Um, We don't take over anything. Uh, Most of the times the customers will know um, which cloud to go to, but they really don't know how to start off. For example, let us say a Greenfield customer. They have a CIO initiative. Now the CIO says, we need to get a cloud. And now what is the approach? what are the tools available? So this is a day zero, day one, day two. Now day zero, they have to look at tools which will assist them in analyzing their current workload and then correlating them to um, what instances are available in the public cloud, and then also cost analysis. So we kind of educate them, we teach them, we show them how to do it. Intel has a portfolio of tools in, uh, for every stage in the cloud journey. So um, most of our times are spent in collaboration with the end user, educating them, um, kind of and holding them in the beginning. And then once they know, it's kind of, you know, uh, crawl before you run, you now small baby steps. And then once they're good to go, we move on to the next stage or we move on uh, to an, another customer. Right, but the end of the day, um, by the time we finish one of those projects, ninety-nine uh, percent of the time we end up becoming an extension part of that particular customer team, and then the cycle continues. They reach out to us for any new initiative, uh, any new projects, you know, that they would like to uh, um, work that they that, that they would like to work uh, with Intel.
0: So it's really interesting because all the things you're talking mm-hmm. about requires some some unique skills. One is communication. I heard you guys write um, proposals, you write playbooks, uh, reference architectures. So one is written communication. Oh, it's also verbal communication. Right. You spend a lot of time training end users on, mm-hmm. hey, this is what cloud is, and so there's teaching. But you also, there's a lot of technical stuff you have to understand,
1: right? Yes, you're right. So it's not like um, everybody can do it all, right? If you look at how the team is, um, um, the team is made up of 22 people. And now if you look at the, for lack of a better word, the demographics of the team, a lot of us have come from different backgrounds. Uh, When I say different backgrounds, one, it might be a different uh, work culture. It might be a a different uh, technical skills, um, right? ability to sell. Like, for example, if I consider myself, I my, my background is um, pre-sales technology, but uh, I've been selling for the last 15 years. Um, and I've also worked at multiple different startups. And that gives me a, a, an unique experience to kind of, you know, uh, bring to the table a mix of selling skills and a and a, um, a technical skills. And also what does it take to uh, to look at a, whether it's a business problem and how do we solve the business problem with technology or if it is a technology problem, how is that going to benefit the business, right? So that is one of the skills. And now if you look at the team, there are people from, uh, we have folks from VMware, we have folks from, um, you know, McKesson. we have folks from um, Accenture. So it's a pretty diverse team. And if I need anybody, let us say a databases, I can speak to databases. And now if you want to go deeper into databases, right? Why Snowflakes versus Redshift? I have a peer on the team who is an expert, is the subject matter experts on the databases. So we bring him in. And similarly, um, we have folks from AWS itself. And if somebody wants to talk about AWS services, we want to go much deeper in. And now we bring one of our peer who came from AWS. So what does this uh, provide the customer with? And now it's kind of, uh, people always say like a single uh, throat to choke. I don't really like to use the term, right? It's but pretty that, negative. That's what they say. <laughs> right, but I would like to say it's a single hand to shake, right? So now oh, like that. That you way. have, right. So that's what I would like to say. Now, now an end user does not have to go to, uh, let us say he wants to talk about AWS. He doesn't have to look for an AWS resource or now he wants to understand how is an instance A different from an instance B on GCP? E he, he, he does not have to go to GCP as well, right? E can come to us. We are kind of a single point of contact, right? It's like a deep technical uh, source and we can help them with the initial research on which cloud they want to go. And then once they decide, we can just focus, right? We could shine the spotlight on a specific technology they choose to go with.
0: So here's a que- here's a question that I think people are probably asking. Don't the cloud service providers already provide cloud
1: solution architects
0: and why wouldn't I just use them? why would I why would I even talk to Intel about this stuff?
1: Well we are agnostic right let's let's start with that term right I, I know agnostic is a widely used and a most used um, term when it comes to um, you know um, partnering and consultative selling. The reason why I say we are really agnostic is our chips, um, our CPUs are pretty much uh, running in every cloud service provider. And at the same time, it really we, it really doesn't matter to us which cloud service provider the customer picks. And now, let us say, when the, if the customer has access to tons of resources, um, I'll pick on uh, a particular CSP, right? You know, AWS. And now, a lot of the CSP CSAs Really don't understand the underlying Intel features, which is only available in a certain instance type, right? And now, why would you want to choose um, an instance powered by Ice Lake versus an instance uh, powered by a, um, you know, Cascade Lake, which is a previous portion of um, um, instances? And now, they, they they really don't they really don't know that once they move from a, a previous version to a, re, a, a newer version of instance powered by Ice Lake, there will be significant you know, probably cost savings or there is an uptick in performance on their applications, right? And um, some of the underlying features, um, the, the CSP, CSAs are not aware of it and Intel can uh, kind of map those features to their application and what the application will um, benefit from those underlying features. So,
0: so if I'm having performance problems in my cloud, it would be really good to call Intel to say, hey, could you help me right. figure this out? Right? Because right. you guys know the silicon features in the different instances right. and whether the application could take advantage of those or not.
1: Right, and we have a lot of uh, tools. We collect telemetry, whether it's cloud instance or, or bare metal cloud instance and, um, the CSP, CSCs do not have access to those tools, right? They can only they can only do performance or troubleshooting at the hypervisor level on the EC2 instances, for example, you know, whatever, whether it's a Zen hypervisor or a ESX or a KVM, but they cannot really go down to the chip level, right? And, and Intel has the tools and the monitoring tools and troubleshooting tools and the telemetry to collect that and then uh, literally, you know, uh, r- resolve the issue. Mm.
0: How how do people get in touch with? What's the best way to get involved with a an Intel Cloud Solution Architect? How how do they find you guys?
1: It's, it's pretty simple, right? Intel has a um, uh, an army of um, salespeople, right? Whether it's financials or or manufacturing or insurance, you name it, right? So Intel. It's been in business for a long time, especially in the data center, they're everywhere. And now the same AEs have their customer relationship. And then we also have a, a, a significant partner community, right? We have been selling Intel chips. I mean, he might be an HP reseller, but at the end of the day, he needs to, there is an Intel chip in the HP, right? Same thing, some of them might be a Dell reseller, right? So now, How do they get in touch with us? So these are our frontline folks who will talk to the customers and then they ask the customer the right question. A typical example would be um, if an AE recognizes that these guys spending uh, is decreasing on the on-prem and now he's going to look at the socket count and go, oh, what's going on here? And now he's going to ask the right question is like, where is the spending going to? And then he finds that they are slowly migrating to cloud. And that is when he goes, hey, you know what? At Intel, we have this fantastic team, cloud solutions architect, no matter um, what stage or are in the cloud journey, why don't you talk to some of these guys, you know, who might be able to help with um, a lot of things you might be, uh, you know, the customer might be uh, uh,
0: performing. So the best way to get a hold of you guys is through the account execs on, on those accounts,
1: right? Because they'll pull yes. you guys um,
0: in. In to help out. Yep, yeah,
1: they'll they'll pull us in, and then we also do, uh, like I said, right? CSAs are very technically um, they're technical resources, but at the end of the day, we are in the in the sales and the marketing group, which means we should be selling too. Um, we will also be uh, talking to folks around us to see if there's any other opportunities, like you know, um, you know, contacts in the uh, from the past. Employment. So you're, so
0: you're actively searching for opportunities as well.
1: As well, yes, we'll be back No, no, searching. wait.
0: You, you, you said something interesting. I want to get to just quickly. You're you're selling. What are you selling? Are you selling your services? Do you pay? Do people have to pay for you guys to
1: come in and help? No, we are not. We are we are not an extra. No, we are not billable. Um, we are. When I say selling, right? We are selling uh, the CSA expertise, right? And, and with, with expertise, there's also, for example, let us say somebody wants to, an end user wants to migrate off to cloud and now he wants to run a tool and now that tool might cost X dollars. Okay. Uh, but Intel has programs where um, we can fund that initiative for six weeks, I mean six months or, or, or even more depending on the length of the project and now the customer really does not have to spend on a tool and also they don't there will be a learning curve for the end user right so we kind of we, we, our Csa team will help them shrink that assessment journey or their, that kick starting to cloud in a greenfield environment right which means we bring them the tools we bring them the people expertise and um, and we bring them, um, even the resources required, not just from a human resource standpoint, from a monetary standpoint as well.
0: Gotcha. So you you don't you don't monetize your time and effort that that monetization comes when a workload is fully running in the cloud now or right. the migration so, has happened when they're consuming exactly. resources. OK, right. so we, we don't really we're influence sales. Right. We're not really. We are. Yes, we are strongly. POs. Influence we don't even know how to take POs. Right. For the CSA.
1: Exactly. We are, we are just influencers there. It's mostly selling by consultation and, and influencing them, right? Um, okay, we right. don't even uh, get into that recommending uh, role as well because we are really like neutral from that standpoint.
0: Right. Like you said before, it doesn't really matter which cloud they choose. We just want to make sure they're optimizing whatever cloud they are using, that they're optimizing their workload so they get the best bang for the buck. Right? Right. Uh, right. That they're meeting their SLAs, that they're highly secure and reliable.
1: Um, so right. Cool.
0: And,
1: and also, yeah. like, like you said, if you if somebody talks to a let us say a CSP, a specific CSP, and now the cloud solution architect working for the specific CSP, he has his own vested interest. Um, because I, I say this because I, I, I work for a lot of startups and um, at the end of the day, we need to somehow sell the product, and right. then yeah, yeah. figure out a way to make it make it work, right? Um, we don't have to go through that, right? So, um, so that is why it is it is. I always recommend the end users to talk to an Intel CSA before they go talk to a um, to a specific CSA they're interested in.
0: Well, because we're agnostic,
1: we'll right, right. We are agnostic, and we're, we're like Switzerland, neutral, right. We don't go, we don't sway one way or the other.
0: All right, Kieran, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know you're going to come on some more. And we're also going to have, um, look for it coming up soon. We're going to have a meet the Intel CSA day on the podcast. Uh, That should be a crazy day when the whole bunch of the CSAs are coming on. Um, And uh, look look forward to more conversations with Kieran. Thank you, Kieran.
1: Thanks, Dan. Thanks for this opportunity to um, reach out to um, Intel customers outside of Intel. And um, I would like to, I, I look forward to, uh, you know, participate in more sessions.
0: Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.com. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.